Hello there, I'm Nick Brownlee, and this is the Cumbria Business Podcast. Now, I'm in a very unusual position this week, as normally I've got notes to hand about the person I'm interviewing and a fairly good idea about their business. But in the case of John Davis, I'm sitting here with a blank page. John is founder and CEO of Lakeland Airways, and all I know, all Cumbria knows at the moment, is that he's planning to launch flights from Carlisle Airport. How? Well, there was a message posted on a local Facebook page a few weeks ago, and a few lines in one of the local newspapers. Further investigation has directed me to a website, but it's not operational yet. As for John himself, nothing. In other words, it's all a bit of a mystery. Perhaps the biggest being, why on earth would anyone want to launch flights from Carlisle Airport when not one but two airlines have crashed and burned there in recent years? So when the man himself very kindly agreed to speak to the Cumbria Business Podcast, albeit via a temperamental Zoom connection, I started with the only question I could think of. Who are you, John? Wow, um, what a question to start with. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, so I'm in my mid-30s, and uh, for most of my working life so far, um, I've always been an employee of someone else's business. I have had a real passion for aviation um, from such an early age. Um, I remember, uh, as as probably most children do, um, having your nose pressed up at the window of an airport when you're getting ready to go on the plane and uh, watching all the activity going on outside. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's sort of just stuck with me for a long time and you're not from Cumbria originally you 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 brought up down south I take it uh yes so I I do currently live in the south uh, in the southeast in in Surrey um but I have been to Cumbria numerous times um mainly family holidays and things yeah. um uh, we used to have a a family pet so um we used to go walking holidays and things all around the uh Lakes and Fell. Is there any background in the in the aviation industry with your family? Um, not from previous generations, no. But um, my sister works in the aviation industry, right. and uh, so she's worked both um, uh, on the ground and in the air as cabin crew for a major carrier. So um, I originally wanted to uh, be in the military in the RAF, um, but I circumstance uh, meant that I wasn't able to do that at the time I was looking to do it. So um, I uh, went to university and studied a uh, um, degree in uh, airline and airport operations. And um, uh, through that and making connections, I managed to get a job working at Gatwick Airport, um, working for a handling agent. Um, so I got to learn an awful lot more about the inner workings of the business um, and the aviation industry as a whole. Um, And I learned a huge amount in that period of time. Um, And it was a, it was a sandwich between uh, academic years. Um, And uh, after I'd finished there, I went back to university to finish my degree. And um, 
uh, I, I made the decision after two years to um, finish the degree then um, and to go back into the industry um, to uh, carry on uh, my career. Um, I managed to get my same job back um, working at uh, Gatwick Airport. I'm, I'm intrigued then in that case because obviously you've had background working sort of behind the scenes at Gatwick and, and with, with major airlines. It's a big step to to decide one day, right, I'm going to set up my own airline. How did that decision come about? Well, certainly uh, trying to do something like this is, is, is not for the faint-hearted. Um, uh, but I guess there, there's always been um, a belief inside me that I could one day create and run a, run a business of my own um, that would give me the opportunity to try out ideas and to work to my own principles and values and things um and i i'm one of those entrepreneurs really that appreciates the power of professional experience and management um so i I have basically sort of started to gather a team together um that so i've i have a vision and and an idea for what I what I feel I can offer to Carlisle and Cumbria um, in the form of Lakeland Airways, and I've set about um, creating a, a a product and a team that I want to be able to deliver that with. We we, we decided on Carlisle um, primarily because we feel that there is the market demand from there. Um, we we were aware of Logan Air, obviously having. Um, started flights out of Carlisle um, after the airport was um, developed by uh, Stobart Group. Um, and so we, we were, I was doing a review basically of um, all of the um, airports in the UK, um, looking at um, sort of regional airports particularly, um, and seeing sort of where people may well wish to travel to and from or where the routes that other airlines particularly um, flew to from other regional airports. Um, and, and obviously, uh, Logan Air uh, were operating flights, um, brought back flights to Carlisle uh, back in July 2019. Um, sadly, uh, due to the uh, coronavirus pandemic, uh, the, the, the airport was closed at the end of March um, when we went into the first lockdown and um, then obviously due to the slump in uh, demand for aviation and air travel, um, uh, Logan obviously made a commercial decision to um, not return to Carlisle Um, and it was around that sort of time actually that I was conducting this review of looking into which airports would sustain us. Uh, a reasonable sort of service and um, uh, we then decided that now would be the best time to start looking at doing something so we, we formed a sort of a, a basic company um, and we're just sort of building that now into a stage um, getting it ready to um, uh, start approaching investors to um, then um, be able to start the uh, process of establishing it. You say we, are you able to tell me who we are? I, I can't obviously name names, um, but um, I've got uh, 
there's a couple of people that are involved at the moment. Um, chap who has um, a similar experience within aviation. Um, uh, he's worked for Virgin Atlantic for 20 years, so he has a lot of experience um, to bring to the table. Um, I've got uh, a gentleman who actually is a lot older than myself, but um, he's uh, helping from the financial side of things um, in terms of uh, preparing us and preparing the business plan and helping us sort of dot all the I's and cross the T's and things and making sure that we're investment ready. Um, and then I've also had sort of expressions of interest of, from other people that have obviously come across Lakeland Airways as a result of both the exposure in the newspaper and just in general. Um, and um, are, they, are they, sorry, John, are they, are they local people from Cumbria? Yes, right, yes, okay. some people are local from Cumbria. Right, um, that's interesting. So, yeah, um, I'm very much, although I'm currently based in the south, um, I'm very much about uh, wanting to create um, local jobs for local people mm-hmm. um, because I believe that's, that's what will work best is, um, you know, there's no point in uh, sort of bringing a whole team of people um, and doing the whole thing there. The history of airlines at, at Carlisle isn't spectacular. I mean, you mentioned Stubbot Air. Um, they didn't really succeed. Logan Air, obviously, there was the problem with, with the COVID epidemic um, and the closure of the airport. But then you said earlier that they pulled out because they didn't really think it was a, a commercial gore, as it were. What makes you think that your airline is going to be any different? Um, well, so we are currently working in partnership or we're, we're forming a partnership at the moment with um, another operator um, who we're in advanced talks with. And we are looking to start off very small um, with 90-seat aircraft um, purely because we believe that we need to start off small and grow the market very slowly but organically. So um, we've been conducting a survey, um, which we've had a phenomenal response to. Um, And based on that feedback, we've now been able to sort of draw up a proposed schedule of routes and, and destinations that we feel people want to go to. What are those routes? I, I can't reveal those just yet. Um, I think one of the, I only ask because one comment which has been made whenever a, uh, an airline is set up, it's it's the Carlisle to London route, the business route, uh, which has tended to be Carlisle to Southend, um, which sounds great in theory because Southend's down south, but it's another hour and a bit on a train from Southend into central London. Um, and I wonder... Is a is a Carlisle to London route central to your plans? Are you able to say to mention anything about that? Uh, so naturally, yes, London is going to be one of the big draw routes um, that we will certainly be looking to operate. Um, we are still in the process of reviewing exactly which London airport we want to fly into, um, but Southend is is one of those ones that we are considering. Um, I appreciate that people obviously think that yes, it's to quite far outside of London, um, so to speak. Um, but when we 
have done the analysis we have of the sort of uh, comparing the other airports, for example, London City, which would be obviously for business people the ideal choice of airport. Um, the 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 costs involved of of using London City um, would mean, particularly on a smaller aircraft, that the price per seat would just be astronomical yeah. um, to the point where actually it, it wouldn't be competitive. Um, whereas we feel that you know, using a an airport like Southend, for example, could just about be able to make a, a London route work. Yeah. I think what one of the key things will be is to offer a regular service, something that obviously is like a twice daily, morning and afternoon or evening flights, um, so that people that can tr- need to travel for business are able to do a day return. I think that was a problem, anecdotally I heard anyway, f- with Logan Air, was that they would you could fly down there, but you couldn't necessarily get back the same day. Sometimes you had to wait two or three days almost to, to, to get the flight back. So you're saying that your service would be down back in a day? Yes, at the moment that is what we are looking at potentially offering um, is a twice daily service. Um, and then uh, one of the other routes that has come out very heavily is Dublin mm. um, over in the Republic of Ireland. Um, and we will similarly be sort of hoping to be able to offer a, a, a reasonable connection to Dublin. Sure. Um, how do you set up an airline? <laughs> what sort of hoops do you have to go through? I mean, obviously, you've, I was thinking, well, you, you just buy some planes, don't you? But this, <laughs> I guess it's a bit more complicated than that. Yeah, um, no, I think a uh, yeah, question of where, where to begin. Um, <laughs> the first thing that comes through is, is the idea and the desire to actually do it, um, which is, you know, from from myself, that's where that has come from. Um, and then obviously getting the right people in, in place in the positions that we need to to be able to do that um, will be key. Uh, so we've been going since early August of last year. Um, but we are still very much in the early stages. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I can't be drawn into exactly when we're going to start um, because obviously at the moment the airport is still closed. Um, mm. But um, we, we are sort of discussing things um, is, is all I can say on that front. Do you have to approach government, uh, the airline sort of industry generally? Do you have to sort of get your foot in there? Is it, is it difficult to do so? Um, yes. So obviously there's rules and regulations because it's obviously a very uh, regulated industry. Um, so we will be uh, needed to make applications to the Civil Aviation Authority um, to obtain an air operator certificate. Um, that's the key sort of thing that we obviously need. Um, but initially, um, what we're looking at doing is actually using the services of another uh, operator, um, which is uh, sort of colloquially known as a virtual airline. Right. Um, so they will operate the flights on our behalf, um, and then uh, we will sort of so. Uh, the passengers sort of contract will be with us uh, as a as a company, but obviously 
uh, we won't actually be providing the flight directly. Um, it will be another company. Um, another, another airline? It's another operator, yeah. Um, so they have a fleet of aircraft that we're, we're looking to use. Um, and then um, uh, once we've got that in place, um, we will obviously use that to um, get the sort of the routes going, so to speak, and get the get the uh, the, the service operating. And um, we'll then obviously be um, doing all of the background stuff in order to obtain our own air operator certificate and oh, various other licenses that we're required to do. So initially, then in that case, uh, say Lakeland Airways start operating from Carlisle, I would turn up at the the airport. But the plane I jump on won't have the sort of Lakeland Airline Airways um, livery on it. it. It would be another operator initially. Possibly, we don't know at the moment. We we are working again on um, the, we we have our own branding and uh, logo and thing, which we can put on the aircraft of the of the operator's choice. Obviously, there's costs involved in doing so. Um, so we. We're, we're actively considering that, but you know we've we've got to think in terms of startup costs. Um, you know, would we would we rather have a white aircraft with a few few decals on it, um, or do we go for the full expense of you know having an aircraft fully painted in in a livery scheme of ours? Sure. Um, obviously, you know, yeah, we will look to have something of note to be able to sort of say that we are making no ways. You say you started in August uh, of last year or sort of things started to move for you in August last year. That was kind of the the middle of the COVID pandemic. Do you think you would have, you would have got into business if COVID hadn't happened? Did it offer an opportunity for you, perhaps? It's, it would be remiss of me to just say that, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, then uh, we wouldn't be around Unfortunately, there, there, there is an opportunity in, in anything to be able to um, do things. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure I, not sure we would be operating or looking to start up if it wasn't for the pandemic. Mm. Um, but I don't particularly want to say, you know, the, the pandemic was the sole reason for it. No, no, but I, I, I mean, I suppose there's an airport standing there <laughs> unused at the moment, or rather it is, it's being used for COVID tests. But when, when that finishes, hopefully soon, I mean, it's a spanking new building, which would be unused, I guess, unless you came along. Well, obviously, you know, the I, I can't speak for the airport, um, but, um, you know, they, they will be sort of having talks with as many airlines as they possibly can that are willing to show an interest in wanting to operate from there. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, I can't necessarily rule out the fact that actually uh, at some point in the future, uh, Logan Air may well choose to return. Mm. Um, but um, obviously, you know, we'll have to deal with that and be prepared for that when when they do, if they decide to um come back to have you, have you been in active discussions with carlisle airport yes i have um but i can't be drawn into exactly no, what, what details are obviously being discussed um they are they they have been very open and honest with us um which is it was obviously great for us um 
they've obviously been investing in COVID safety measures to make sure that the terminal is safe and able to be used by passengers again when it's able to reopen. Um, and, you know, they, they have been sort of supported both by council and the local community locally have, have obviously been extremely supportive of the airport. Um, and that is actually further evidenced and backed up through the data we've got, uh, our own primary data from the market research survey that we've recently conducted. Um, you know, a, a lot of the responses that we got were very favourable to wanting to use um, Carlisle Airport. Um, more than 50% of respondents said that they wanted to use it. And also to a certain degree, they some people are even actually prepared to pay a slight premium to be able to use the, their local airport. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, this is, you know, if, if, if it saves people a journey from having to go to Newcastle, for example, or driving down the M6 to uh, um, Manchester um, to be able to get on a flight, then that would obviously be fantastic. Absolutely. I know it's very early days for you, and you've you've said that it's difficult to sort of project the future. But is there any sort of vague idea about when this might happen? Assuming everything goes to plan, are we talking about next year or the year after? Just to give a bit of hope to the Carlisle people who are the Cumbrian people who are looking forward to a flight somewhere. Well, at, at this present time, we are currently working ourselves as a company to starting early next year. Uh, so that would be sort of March 2022. Yeah, obviously, things change. And given the current circumstances that we're in, you know, we're, I can't be drawn to an actual date. Um, no, and I can't make any guarantees that things will definitely happen. Um, but all I can say is that, you know, we are, we're, we're here and we're sort of working very hard in the background at the moment um, to um, put together this plan that we've got. And we're, um, uh, fingers crossed, we will hopefully be able to offer the services that we plan to as soon as we're able to. Yeah, we, and we're obviously, you know, making connections with local companies that we want to use in Cumbria um, because, like I said before, you know, it's it's very much about being a Cumbrian sort of things. I, I, I know I'm not from Cumbria myself, but um, if, uh, you know, I want to try and use as many local sort of businesses as well to help sort of support the, the local economy. Um, so, you know, reaching out to companies um, and things like that, having discussions with ways in which we feel they might be able to help us and more importantly how we can help them My thanks to John Davis, founder and CEO of Lakeland Airways for stepping up to the plate and shedding a little more light on both him and his ambitious plans. Whether they succeed or not remains to be seen. My own view is that flights to Dublin are all very well, but it's a regular London service that holds the key, and by London, I don't mean South End. If you have any thoughts on the matter, let me know at Cumbria BizPod on Twitter. 
Meanwhile, we'll be back next time with more business chat. And by then, we should be edging ever closer to the day when Zoom interviews are a thing of the past. Until then, the Cumbria Business Podcast is a Paperfoot production. I'm Nick Brownlee. Thanks for listening. Paperfoot.